Well, welcome to the Greenhouse Podcast, Conversations to Cultivate Dynamic Growth. We're on our second teaching in a life-giving discipleship series. I'm joined by my partner in crime in life, (laughs) my wife. The thing is, it's true. (laughs) Pastor Amy. (laughs) You had me here, Amy Catherine Carriage, which is what you call me. Hello and welcome. Yeah, Hello. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, last episode we had an introduction into this series, um, what is a disciple, mm. which is a great question when we're talking about discipleship. And there were foundational principles of discipleship. If you haven't listened to the first week of this series, I'd encourage you to go back there first mm. because we're building into something great, mm. which is great. This episode answers the question, where do we start with discipling people? Mm. Good <laughs> Good question. It is a good question. Where do we start? Where do we start? On this incredible calling that can seem overwhelming at times. Totally. Because it's great, right? It's great. Yeah. It's a great commission in so many ways. Absolutely. And, and so here's the thought where mm. we start discipling people. And it may not at first seem like, quote, unquote, discipleship, but mm. it is. A, we need to understand this is a part of discipleship. Mm. And that is this. Engage with people and culture. Mm. So our key text here in Matthew 28, 19 has been, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So this is important. That that word there, to go, is really significant in what we're teaching today. Mm. The first step in the discipleship process is to engage with people and culture. When, when Jesus told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations, none of them thought he meant for them to gather up all those already following Jesus and help them to do it better. Wow, yeah. <laughs> they were under no illusion that they that they could obey Jesus' command without actively engaging with non-believers. Wow. <laughs> See, that's a paradigm shift because I think often we think of discipleship, mm. that discipleship is is inward. That's right. It is within the church and it's with those within the church. Yes. But discipleship at its core mm. is about firstly engaging with people who don't yet know Jesus. That's right, yeah. And, and that's the shift. That's yeah. the shift. Uh, and, and you're right. And we grew up in an age where evangelism, yes. discipleship, you're either an evangelist going out there into the world yes. or a disciple, you're sitting in a dark room somewhere in the church mm. in a Bible study. But it's like... No part of discipleship is going into the world. Mm. Um, And so Luke 15, Jesus tells three parables which help us to understand what it looks like to engage the lost. I love Luke 15. Setting up the context for the parables, Luke describes a situation that occurred rather frequently in Jesus' life and ministry. Jesus was found spending time with religious outsiders. Ooh. Ooh, wah, wah. <laughs> Naughty. Jesus. <laughs> With religious outsiders, tax collectors, <laughs> prostitutes, Samaritans, and lepers. This intentional engagement with lost people earned him the label friend of sinners. Wow. Luke 15, 1 and 2 says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. You can just imagine how they were saying that mm. too. Oh, yeah, totally. It, and uh, 
you know, friend of sinners is not an, you know. Was not an endearing term no, they it used. Wasn't, totally. <laughs> but this they, is the son of because God. Because they were used to um, understanding that their calling was to be um, separate. That's right. From sinners. Mm. Whereas Jesus came and he showed us a different way. Yes, that's right. To effectively engage the loss, we must understand four key concepts. Mm. Here's the first one. Be a friend of sinners. Wow. Isn't that <laughs> challenging? Mm. Luke seven thirty four. The son of man came eating and drinking, and you say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yeah. Powerful. Mm. Here's the second key concept, engaging the lost. Leave the 99. Luke 15, 3 to 6 says, Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So engaging the lost usually involves moving out of our comfort zones. Mm. Why? Because lost people gen- generally don't hang out in the same places that Christians do, mm. <laughs> I've discovered. Yeah. Hoping that unbelievers will randomly walk into our church is naive and lazy. Mm. And Jesus gave the greatest demonstration of engaging with people in culture when he left the streets of golden heaven to walk the dirt the dirt roads of the Roman Empire. Showing up on earth was just the beginning. While here, while he was the expert engaging all types of people and cultures that were traditionally disenfranchised by the religious elite, which is just amazing. Amazing. So Luke 15 verse 8 says, Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. Yeah. So it's just like this woman who searched the house until she found the lost coin. So should we persistently pray for and engage the lost? Until that are found in Christ. Mm. This often involves building long-term relational bridges with lost people. Yeah, wow. Luke 15, verse 5 and 6 says, And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. Then Luke 15, 9 and 10. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. It's really showing us a pattern here. Mm, In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then Luke 15, 20, 23, 24. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. (laughs) So they began to celebrate. Wow. I was just reminded as you're reading that while we're talking about engaging a loss, Mm. that we were the lost coin. We were the lost sheep. Yes. We were the prodigal son. Yes. And so we need to be reminded of that too, that there was a father yeah. 
there was a shepherd that went after us. There was yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. He was us. Yeah, so here's a, here's a third point in terms of thinking about engaging the lost from these passages. Don't quit until. Mm. Luke highlights the shepherd who seeks after the one sheep until he finds it. Mm. The lady who seeks until she finds the lost coin. The father was expectantly waiting on his son's return. Don't quit until. Mm. (laughs) Wow. So the principles to engage people and culture to make disciples so far are, one, be a friend of sinners. Two, leave the 99. Mm -hmm. And three, don't quit until. Yeah, that's right. And lastly, number four, celebrate the salvation. Mm. <laughs> I love a party church. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're partying right, it means that we're seeing people come home to Jesus, home to salvation. All three parables have this in common. There is great rejoicing when the lost are found. Mm. Uh, that gives us a glimpse of heaven, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. The parable of the lost son gives us the fullest insight into how our father responds when sinners repent. They come home. <laughs> he throws a party. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs> do we respond like our father when lost sons and daughters come home or do we respond like the self-righteous elder brother? Wow. So I think that's so profound because mm. I think no matter where you're at, in your journey with Jesus. Mm. And sometimes it gets more and more difficult the longer you walk with Jesus Mm. to keep on engaging with people and culture. That's right. To keep on making it a priority of your life. Yeah. To keep on focusing on people who don't yet know Jesus. That's right. I know for us, even as pastors, that's a a key way why we – are involved in community sport with our That's kids. That's right, it's true. Or why we intentionally be a part of different things in our community mm. um, where there are just people. Just personally, not as a church no, event, but just No, just personally. personally. Yes. So that we are always in different realms with people who don't yet know Jesus. That's right. And I think that, and, and you know, just leaving that 99, because mm. sometimes it means actually breaking out of your social circle, mm-hmm. you, your church social circle, yes. that seems very comfortable and yeah. everyone believes the same thing and thinks the same thing. Mm. And we can we can become secure in that. But mm. to be a disciple of Jesus and to be a disciple maker, mm. the first thing we are called to at the core of our beings mm. is to be people who go after the lost personally Amazing. just as a follower of yeah, Jesus. Yeah, well, once again, to put it in context of Jesus of anybody that could have stayed in his place of holy huddle. Yeah, (laughs) comfort. He had his 12 (laughs) disciples, you know. Well, even beyond that, he had heaven, had the glory of heaven. Yes, yes. (laughs) And then came to earth, and then when he was on earth, um, loved the 99, absolutely, but came to seek and to save that which was lost. Yes. I I don't know about you, but, well, that challenges me constantly. Yes, and it's not us going into the world to become like the world. I think that's important. It's being separate but connecting from the world yes. at the same time. See, Jesus never went into the world. He never ate with the sinners and became like them. No. He was so clearly holy. holy. Yeah. Well, we In see that together. every way. <laughs> yeah. So he never compromised his standards. That's right. And who he was to connect with sinners. 
So that's not what that's not what reaching out is about. No. It's about intentionally going, um, engaging with people mm. um, where they're at to see them brought into a loving relationship with Jesus. So good. I love that. Each one of these next, well, this one included, the next four lessons on discipleship, we want to also connect with how we do this at Garden yeah. because that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm. So it, 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 it's Bible and it, and it's a lesson and then yeah. how do we, how do, do, this we at, do this at so, Garden? So tell us, how do we do this at Garden? <laughs> that was a prompting question. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we believe the most powerful way, and sure, we have programs and different things that people can be invited to and all that, you know, we minister, we do things at We're Christmas intentional time, intentional about, about different things, engaging different culture, yes. you know, the, the young adults go to different festivals, schoolies, yes, absolutely, yeah. there's a whole lot of different things, but right below that, there's a foundation in all of us that we can engage personally mm. with people in our worlds mm. um, that don't yet know Jesus, that are not yet yeah. saved, and so that is the strategy of Garden. <laughs> yeah, to engage culture and people is personally reaching out. Yeah. So first of all, we accept the personal responsibility. Wow, accept personal responsibility. So it's not for. Everyone out there. It's for you and me. Pastor Amy. It starts with us. Well, yeah. each one of us. Each yeah. one of us that we accept personal responsibility. I'm in this workplace. I'm in the school. Yeah. I'm in, you know, God has, has possibly positioned me here. Yep. Absolutely. So accepting personal responsibility. That my is neighbors. Neighbors, friends, those people that are around my me. My family members who don't know Jesus. So that's a big thing, accepting yeah. personal responsibility. Secondly, to build a personal relationship. Mm. I love this, mm. that reaching out, engaging lost people mm. is as simple as do you want to come over for a barbecue? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to come over yeah. for a beef brisket? Yeah. I just don't want to always impress my Christian friends and I love them to bits. Yeah. But I'll invite my Christian, this is what Jesus did. He invite, He had the disciples come, mm. but he'd also invite other people that yeah. are outside that circle in as well. So yeah. we build a personal relationship. This is so profound because people are feeling alone. Yes. More than ever. Oh, more than ever. And people can tell real love. That's right. So I think we've got to check in our hearts. Am I doing this out of a genuine, yeah. I genuinely love That's these right. people? The third thing is share your personal story. Mm. So so firstly, accept a personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Second, build a personal relationship Thirdly, share your personal story. Mm. I, I'm passionate about this because everybody has a story. Everyone. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up in a Christian home, as did you, and mm. so sometimes I despised at at the start that, mm. oh, hang on, I haven't gone and, you know, drunk marijuana. And, and, drunk and, marijuana? And, no, it's a, it's a play on it's a play on. All right. You drunk <laughs> marijuana and, 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 and smoked alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. You know that 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 was my point. You reckon? Yeah. My, you reckon my joke? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I despised that at the start. But then I then I understood God's grace that we are all saved by grace. We all have a story. Yes. And so to be comfortable with your story. 
and to learn to share it mm. and to be confident with share it, even in 30 seconds. Mm. It, it has to be an abbreviated version many times mm. while you're flipping a sausage, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, while, while you're getting the pavlova ready, you know. While you're going for a surf. With while you're mate. going for a surf, absolutely. So share your personal story. And lastly, give a personal invitation. Mm. Hey, why don't you come to church? Mm. Hey, why don't you come to my small group? Mm. Hey, hey, the men are, are, are meeting, you know, down for a coffee. Why don't you, mm. some some Christian friends are meeting down for mm. a coffee. Why don't you come with us? Why don't you come to youth this why don't Friday? You come to youth? And that is profound. You think of Peter, you know, Jesus' right-hand man. Mm. You, you know, the closest person to Jesus as, as a human being when Jesus was on earth. He was invited by his brother, Andrew. Yeah. So Peter wouldn't have met Jesus yes. <laughs> if it wasn't for, for an invitation. Brother. And I feel like I don't know what the statistics are, but I reckon it would be just like 95% of people who come to know Jesus are Absolutely. invited by a friend or a personal invitation by a friend or a family member. Yeah. You know, th- this is huge. We, we even started our church. Do you remember the conversations? We were like, okay, do we start a church with a huge mail-out list or with a huge mail-out and big marketing campaign? Yeah. And we like had this conviction, no, you know what, if we cannot invite yeah. through our personal engagement with people that aren't yet saved, you know, a fly is not worth anything. Yeah, that's right. When you have the momentum of a whole contagious group of people, that stuff adds to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But unless you get authentic on the inside said, you know what, if I don't invite them, they're not going to come. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and so that is just profound. Look, I, I really hope um, Amy's going to speak a blessing over us in a minute, but I really pray that as a listener you've heard this today. We've been speaking about the first step of discipleship. Mm. It's engaging with people and culture. Mm. Pray as a church that we would be that kind of church that engages with the people around us mm. and cultures around us as part of our calling to go and make disciples of Absolutely. all nations. Well, we hope to see you for the next episode in our Life-Giving Discipleship series. Uh, you go and be blessed and be life-giving. Mm.